What's up, hockey fans? It is your weekly dose of NHL talk here on the Huddle Up podcast theme. Did I just say theme? I meant thread. It's, uh, it is currently Wednesday night, December 21st, as I'm recording this. Uh, it is me, it's me, it's Mikey B. I am here to talk all things hockey on this week's Five for Fighting. Um, if you're not already following along with us on any of our major uh, social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, uh, we have a YouTube where you can watch the Tuesday live show, which is obviously Big Jim, the CEO, co-founder, and uh, leader and Capitan of Huddle Up Incorporated. Um, you can follow that show on any of the major social medias, uh, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. We also have a TikTok. You can watch uh, clips from the Tuesday show. Most of them are student of the game, Kyle Nash, ding, uh, dunking all over Ernest EJ Christian, which uh, I am always for. Um, so uh, that's always a plus. Uh, if you're following along with us on any of the social medias, hit that link tree. In the link tree, you can find links to uh, the YouTube as well as the podcast feed on Apple, Amazon, Spotify. The link straight to the TikTok and Facebook as well as uh, Instagram feeds – or sorry, not Instagram uh, – Twitter links to all the hosts and the show as well as our merch link uh, over at tpublic.com. Uh, you hit that link. There are currently 43 designs sitting on the uh, T Public store, uh, including the Huddle Up logo with our numbers on the back. So if you would like to uh, join Team Bernier, uh, that's an option. You can hit that one, uh, number 17, hit it up. Uh, we also have uh, two NHL designs currently. Uh, hopefully we have some more coming up here in the, in the not-so-distant future. Uh, as soon as I can get past the first of the year and, you know, sit down with, uh, like I said, the CEO, co-founder, and El Capitan of Huddle Up Incorporated, uh, Mr. Big Jim. Uh, but that's it for the plugs for right now. Uh, we'll, we'll get back to that uh, in a little bit. Uh, let's talk about the five topics today. Uh, we'll obviously have the Griffin and Riffin Player of the Week. Uh, and then because we've reached a point in the season where I think it's finally time to address it, uh, we're going to do a top five, bottom five power rankings uh, so far through the regular season. Well, let's start with uh, topic number one, and we're going to start with a sad one. Toronto Maple Leafs defenseman Victor Medi's grandfather uh, has tragically passed away in a um, very unfortunate uh, incident in Canada. Um, I'm going to try to bring up the the exact link. Uh, I saw it earlier this earlier tonight. I was uh, scrolling through some stuff and was trying to find some things to talk about on this show um, because. With it being the Christmas uh, holiday, um, work's kind of been kicking my ass. I haven't been able to uh, sit around and, you know, watch as much hockey as I normally like to do uh, because I've been putting in, you know, 10 and a half, 11 hour days with, with Amazon. So uh, went, went over to uh, NHL.com uh, and I saw the, the headline and I was like, okay, this, this doesn't normally seem like something that we'd see released. But then I started reading the the article, um, he was killed in a mass shooting on Sunday in a Toronto suburbs. Uh, York Regional Police on Tuesday released the names of those killed in the uh, Vaughan, Ontario shooting, uh, including Vittorio Panza, Melly's 79-year, Meta's 79-year-old grandfather. Uh, it was then said uh, in the, by the Maple Leafs in a statement, quote, the Maple Leafs were shocked and saddened by the tragic passing 
uh, and shooting that took place this past Sunday at Vaughn. Our hearts go out to Victor, his family, to all the families and friends and those affected at the local communities. Um, Sheldon Keefe and Austin Matthews expressed their sympathies after a 4-1 win at Skosh on Tuesday, saying they haven't seen him. Just learn about the situation, Keefe said. Obviously, our thoughts are with him and his family. Uh, Matthews uh, said, quote, it hits a little close to home now, obviously, because we know Victor, but it's such a tragic thing, and we've thinking about everybody, all the families impacted uh, in this incredible tragedy. We're thinking of Victor and his family right now. Uh, obviously, the Maple Leafs held a moment of silence prior to the game against Tampa Bay. Um, also, uh, it was said, I'm not sure what else – there is what else to say other than our hearts go out to Victor and everyone else involved in the uh, situation for Matthews. Medi, a native of Woodbridge, Ontario, just west of Vaughn, signed a one-year contract with the Maple Leafs back in July. The 24-year-old had two assists in 11 games this season, has yet to, has not played since December 6th when he sustained a lower body injury against the Dallas Stars and was placed on injured reserve. Um, it's in his. He's playing in his seventh season, first fourth Montreal, the previous two with Ottawa before um, coming across to play for Toronto. Uh, from the Montreal Canadiens, our hearts go out to Victor, his family, and the loss of his grandfather, as well as the loved ones of the, all the victims of the tragedy that took place in Vaughan. The hockey world is with you and ready to support you during your difficult time. Uh, it's been released that four other were killed in the high-rise condominium building in Vaughan, located just north of Toronto were Rita Camarilli, 57, Russell Manick, 75, Helen Manick, 71, and Navid Dada, 59. A sixth victim uh, remains in the hospital with serious injuries. A police officer was shot and killed uh, Shot and killed the gunman at the scene. So, uh, very unfortunate thing to start the, uh, the show off with, um, but I thought it was important to, to, to discuss, obviously. Um, obviously, from everybody at the Huddle Up, podcast uh at the five for fighting podcast our thoughts and prayers go out to victor his family all those involved in the uh very unnecessary tragedy in vaughn on sunday uh, as well as the toronto maple leaf organization um very scary situation um very real situation uh, unfortunately uh that's been going on a lot uh it seems in and i know a lot here in america but just a lot around the world where Things that seem very avoidable are, are, are happening on a daily, hourly, minutely uh, basis. Um, so, obviously, very sad story coming out of, uh, of Canada. Very rough way to start the show. Um, but, unfortunately, uh, I thought we had to touch on it here. I thought we had to discuss it uh, because it is a major thing. Um, so, obviously, like we said, our thoughts and prayers go out to Victor, his family, uh, the family of the other victims, uh, and as well as healing powers, hopefully to that uh, sixth uh, victim who's currently in the hospital with serious injuries, hoping that they can pull through. Uh, so that's not another name that gets added to this unfortunate list uh, from what happened this past weekend in Vaughn. Our second um, topic for this week's episode, another sad one, Dallas Stars' Dennis Garanimov is taking an indefinite leave of absence to deal with a family issue. The 25-year-old had 20 goals in the pandemic-affected season. He's had 25 goals the last two seasons combined. Uh, when asked 
uh, if there was any reason that they could give on why he was taking leave of absence, the Dallas Stars organization wouldn't go into any more details. Uh, kudos to them, um, because a lot of people will, will push and push and try to figure out why someone is taking a leave. Um, you know, it was uh, it was released 12 hours ago. Uh, Dallas Stars, via the Twitter page, put out. Uh, Dallas Stars general manager Jim Neal announced today that Dennis has been granted an indefinite leave of absence from the from the team due to family reasons. The team will have no further comment at this time. Um, you know, I, I think that it's um, it's interesting that he's deciding to take the leave. Um, I mean, I hope it's nothing too, too major. Um, I hope it's something that can be uh, fixed uh, for his sake in, in a timely manner so we can get back out on the ice. Um, I think this is one of those scary situations where you, you don't, you never want to think you know what's going on. So I, I just think that uh, obviously hope everything works out for, for Dennis and his his family in this situation because n- none of us really know uh, what's going on. Um, obviously, the trolls are out on, on Twitter if you search his name trying to figure out reasoning and you know then it's oh is he gonna is he gonna work against our salary cap or can we go sign someone um yeah i I, if you're one of those people like i hope you get kicked in the shin like truthfully i really do because like you don't have any idea what this guy's going through off ice you have no idea what he's going through at home You you know Divorce. I mean, it could be anything. Divorce, loved one dying. You know, any anything that anything of those could could honestly be a thing that's going on, and you're sitting here worried about cap space and can we cut someone? You know, uh, Dennis. Let me be the first one. You know, here on this show. You know, we're with you. We hope that uh, whatever it is, um, you know. You, you're able to take care of it as soon as you can to get back out on the ice. Um, you know, and if it's something that you can't take care of real quick, uh, just know you got a whole slew of fans in the National Hockey League that are here to support you. Um, take your time. The game will be here whenever you're ready. Um, hopefully, uh, like I said, this is something that uh, he can he, he can work through quickly for his own sake. Our third topic for tonight's show the second season of the Cam Atkinson era in Philadelphia is over before it started. The Flyers announced earlier this week that Atkinson will have season-ending neck surgery. Uh, in his first season as a member of the Flyers, Atkinson had 23 goals and 50 total points. Um, not surprised that it's that, that the season is now over. Um, especially whenever it, it, he hasn't played in the game all season, and, and it was one of those things where it just seemed very – they were very kind of quiet about uh, Cam and, and the recovery and all of that, um, you know, early on. Um, so, yeah, it was. It, it's just one of those things where it was very weird. Um, President of Hockey Operations Chuck Fletcher said, um, you know, obviously he'll be out the rest of the year, uh, expecting to make a full recovery. Club will have more information following the surgery. Um, I don't have a date on the surgery yet. 
Um, so keep an eye out to any of the social medias. Um, but Atkinson was just a guy that they didn't really say much about. You know, it was just always, oh, he's hurt. We have no idea what he, we have no idea how long he's going to miss. We have no idea this. We have no idea that he's hurt. So um, I didn't have much of a, of a thought of him playing much this season as it was um, prior to them officially ruling him out with, with the injury. So with that being said, um, he injured the, he sustained the injury September 25th. Um, You know, he had been considered week to week. So it's just one of those things where, you know, they never really discussed what was going to happen. They just kind of kept saying, oh, well, it's an upper body injury. He'll be out for a couple more weeks, a couple more weeks, a couple more weeks. And then, you know, they finally made the decision earlier uh, earlier this week to announce it. Um, John Tortorella said this, quote, he was doing everything possible he could without getting opened up, especially in that area. Cam wanted to play. He's a great competitor. Tried all different things with uh, head athletic trainer Tommy. Alva, the whole group, and couldn't couldn't sustain it. Couldn't sustain it to get over the hump. He'd feel really good, and then it would drop off. This is what's been discussed with professionals. They feel it's the best route. Cam has obliged them, and he'll get it done. Atkinson said December third that he had been cleared for contact. He felt so. He felt he was close to making the season debut and even traveled with the Flyers on their recent four-game road trip that concluded with a 2-1 win Thursday against the Devils. Uh, it felt pretty good, Atkinson said at the time. A little bit of an adjustment, but just working out the kinks. I'm getting close, but not enough to where I am think where I can help the team right now, but I'm clo- closer than not. Um, obviously, that is not the case um, as they shut it down, um, and they'll have the surgery uh, in the near future. So keep an eye on that information once we have more information on the, on the surgery and the success of it. We'll, we'll discuss that more here and what the future holds for Cam Atkinson in Philadelphia. Uh, good story. Good story, but a bad story here. Um, Alex Petrangelo returns after a nine-game absence due to a daughter's illness. Um, I say good news because she's obviously gotten past the illness, but bad news that she had the illness to begin with. Um, Golden Knights defenseman Alex Petrangelo returned to practice Saturday. He's playing right now uh, in their game. I'm currently watching the Vegas game on Wednesday night at 11.50. Nine-game absence he took when his four-year-old daughter became severely ill. Petrangelo said he felt comfortable with that his daughter, Evelyn, was progressing well enough that he could return Saturday's home game uh, against the Islanders. He said Evelyn came down with the flu over Thanksgiving and then developed encephalitis, which creates a lesion on the brain that caused her to lose her motor skills, including not being able to open her eyes for the first five days. Petrangelo said, quote, they tried a course of treatment that a week later eliminated the brain lesion. Uh, he said, I don't want to, I don't want to say, don't want to say a surprise, but that progress that progressed a lot quicker than the original diagnosis. They couldn't really give you a timetable on when your precious girl is going to get, to get better. 
Uh, it's pretty scary for mom and dad. So I said I wouldn't go back to work until I felt comfortable with where she was at home. Petrangelo's daughter returned home Wednesday from Las Vegas Hospital. The next morning, she wanted to walk. Uh, quote, we were thinking this could be months down the road, Petrangelo said on Friday. Uh, she just kept walking, walking in circles for a full day. God answered our prayers. It's a miracle how she's come along so fast in the last 48 hours. Uh, but he did say that she's going to face months of rehabilitation. His return to Vegas comes to the club who is dealing with a series of injuries on the blue line. Um, Petrangelo is second to Shane Theodore, who is out with a lower body injury, along with Vegas defenseman uh, 20, oh, excuse me, who is a, who's out with a lower body injury among Vegas defensemen with 21 points. Theodore has 22 points. Uh, quote, it was good for Alex to get back into the group and in the mix, said Bruce Cassidy. You have to take care of your family first. They're in a better place than they were a few weeks ago, so good for everybody involved and good for him to be back with the team. Uh, obviously, uh, good to hear that uh, Petrangelo's daughter is doing well. Obviously, they have a long road ahead of them. Um, so, you know, again, we, we said it with the Toronto, uh, with, with Victor's grandfather passing away. Our thoughts are obviously with the Petrangelo family, the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, his daughter, um, you know, all of us hockey fans, uh, whether you're our rival or not, you know, we never want to see anything bad happen to anyone or anyone's uh, significant others. So obviously uh, our, our thoughts are with Evelyn, the Petrangelo family, hopefully a quick recovery and she can get back up on her feet. Uh, you know, as a father of three, I can only imagine the anguish that Alex is going through, uh, not being able to see his daughter do things that she was doing a couple weeks ago, playing, running, doing all that stuff. So obviously, um, you know, our thoughts are with Alex, uh, the Petrangelo family, and obviously the Vegas Golden Knights. And our fifth and final topic for tonight, uh, the NHL has made a announcement um, earlier today that due to a major storm expected to hit the, the Northeast, uh, they have decided to postpone the Tampa Bay Lightning-Buffalo Sabres game for Friday night, 12-23. The game will be played on March 4th. The game has been moved due to the potential effect of uh, the days off mandate uh, for Christmas that the NHL has. Um, it was released earlier today. Um, again, I was looking at this, a major weather storm projected to affect much of the Eastern United States prompted the NHL to postpone the game. The decision was made in part because it backed into the league's Christmas break, which begins on Saturday. The strength of the storm had a potential of cutting into Tampa Bay players mandated days off had the team been stranded in Buffalo on Friday night when the brunt end of the storm is expected to hit. Tampa will now travel home after playing Detroit tonight. The Lightning will play this game on the 4th. The Sabres were originally scheduled to play the Flyers that day. The NHL has instead moved the Flyers game to January 9th at Buffalo. Uh, it then says much of the eastern two-thirds of the country was bracing for a disastrous Mix of sub-zero temperatures, high wind and blizzard conditions in the holiday weekends. Uh, some parts of the U.S. could see wind chills approaching 70 degrees below zero. By Friday, the Arctic front was expected to spread sharp cold as far south as to me in the great state of Florida. So uh, crazy weather stuff coming up. So NHL put the, uh, the, the horse in front of the cart or the cart in front of the horse or whichever way you want to say it. Uh, they got they got everything situated early. Uh, they announced this one was off. 
moved some stuff around for the makeup. So that's that's the update on the on the games there. Any other potential games also being canceled due to the storm? Check out uh, my Twitter at they call me burn. I'll have more information as soon as the National Hockey League addresses those situations. So keep an eye on the Twitter there uh, for any more games that may get moved due to the uh, weather that's going to hit the Northeast. All right, our Grip It and Rip It player of the week this week is Tage Thompson of the Buffalo Sabres, played in three games this week, uh, 12-15 against the Colorado Avalanche. She had a goal and an assist. 12-17 against the Coyotes. He lit the lamp with a goal and had two assists. And on 12-19, he scored a goal against the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, I had a I had a couple of goalies here, um, but both of them lost games early in the week, and they lost them ugly. Uh, so I, I went with the goal-scoring uh, threat of Tage Thompson, currently sitting second in the National Hockey League in goals scored. Only person ahead of him is Connor McDavid. Uh, all right, so new thing that I'm going to do, I'm going to try to do this weekly, depending on how crazy my schedule is with it being the end of the year. I think I'm going to be into a little bit more of a of a calming sensation here. Um, so get through these next couple of days in the Christmas holiday. Uh, we'll see where that lands. Uh, top five, bottom five, uh, currently for myself in the National Hockey League. We'll start at the bottom five. In 32nd, I have the Anaheim Ducks. They just can't get any momentum going. They just haven't looked good the last couple of weeks. Uh, I have them at 32. At 31, I have the San Jose Sharks. They currently have 26 points scored. 30th, I have the Arizona Coyotes, who are currently playing the Vegas Golden Knights, tied at one at the start of the third. They have 25 points on the on the year. Uh, surprisingly, the Chicago Blackhawks, I have them at 29. I say surprisingly, they only have 18 points on the season so far, but the last couple of weeks, they've actually started to, uh, show some fight and, and, you know, obviously, um, you know, there wasn't a ton of fight when the Washington Capitals played them, uh, when Alexander Ovechkin scored, uh, 98, 99 and 800, uh, which he currently still sits at, um, Obviously, we'll we'll talk about Ovi uh, in coming episodes as he eventually breaks uh, into second place, uh, passing Gordy Howe eventually. Um, so yeah, uh, I just think that the Blackhawks have been playing a lot tougher and playing playing a lot better. Um, so I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt here. Uh, but this is a team that if they don't get it together, their season's going to be over uh, sooner rather than later. And in 28th, I have the Philadelphia Flyers. Obviously, we talked about Cam Atkinson being done. Uh, sh- uh, they're down a bunch of guys right now. They're they're about more damaged than the Washington Capitals were when it comes to injuries. Um, so obviously this team has not been healthy. So they're they're a team that's playing a bunch of AHL guys currently, and, and it, it's not a position that you want to be in, especially uh, when four out of the top five teams that I have right now are currently Eastern Conference teams. Um, and with you being in the Eastern Conference, you're probably getting blasted by a by a bunch of these teams so um unfortunately with the injuries i just couldn't put philadelphia uh, outside of the uh bottom five and now the top five in fifth place 46 points on the season give me the carolina hurricanes uh haven't looked haven't looked their sharpest recently uh but this is still a team that's going to be dangerous throughout the rest of the throughout the rest of the season so a, a bad week here a bad week there um yeah the the carolina team is going to be dangerous in fourth, give me the team I'm currently watching right now, the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, I think that this Vegas team is better than the team that went to the Stanley Cup Finals against the Washington Capitals. Um, and that Vegas team was good. Um, 
And honestly, I feel like if they ran into any other team not named the Washington Capitals in that Stanley Cup Finals, Vegas probably wins Lord Stanley. Um, they ran into a buzzsaw, though, that, that season with Bray- Braden Holpe standing on his head. And Alexander Ovechkin basically knowing, oh, I've made it to the Stanley Cup Finals for the first time. I'm not leaving without this thing. So, yeah, all for uh, all for Vegas to keep it up. They're the only team I have in the Western Conference in the top five. Uh, I have them at four. At three, I have a team north of the border. Uh, give me the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, they're they're going to be competitive throughout the rest of this season. I know it. Uh, their goaltending has been, been really good. So, give me them at the three. They have 46 points. Also at 46 points, the surprising New Jersey Devils. Um, they hit a little hiccup where things weren't going their way. Uh, it seems like they've smoothed out that ship. Um, we'll see if they have the longevity to stay in this thing throughout the rest of the regular season. They're a team that I, I think could go either way, depending on the injury and depending on how well their goaltending plays. Uh, and last but certainly not least, the number one team in the, in the National Hockey League right now, to no surprise, 52 points. The current best team uh, point-wise in the National Hockey League is the Boston Bruins. Um, when you played as many games as they have and were like lost one home game. Oh, I'm sorry. 17, 0 and two. Their two losses at home are both in overtime. So they've gotten points in their losses at home. Uh, they're eight and four on the road. Winners of two straight, a plus 54 goal differential. <laughs> yeah. Sign me up for uh, Boston leading the way through this week's power rankings. Um, all right, so that's the show for this week. Uh, but though, before we go, I do want to uh, talk to you guys a smidge bit. Uh, with it being the Christmas season and being the the, the end of uh, 2022, um, I'll have one more episode, which will obviously lead into our discussion about the Winter Classic, uh, because that'll happen um, short uh, shortly before the end of next episode uh, around New Year's. So we'll talk about that more. Um, but before we go, you know, obviously I want to uh, thank all of you guys for hanging out and listening to the show. Uh, if you have a friend who is a hockey fan that would like to listen to someone talk about hockey, uh, please share this episode with them. Please share any of the episodes uh, of the Five for Fighting podcast, as well as uh, if you have any sports fans uh, that may like to hear uh, guys talk about the National uh, the National Football League or NCAA football, uh, please share any of the Huddle Up podcast stuff as well. Uh, basketball fans and one with Ernest. Um, the second episode dropped earlier this morning. Um, I'll be giving that a listen tomorrow while I'm driving the truck. So if you have any sports fans in your in your neck of the woods, um, lead them over to the to the Huddle Up uh, Huddle Up Incorporated. Hopefully, t-shirt coming soon for my idea. Um, so yeah, uh, but I can't say thank you enough, and and I, and I think I'm going to end it with my thank yous. Uh, obviously, thank you to Alexander Ovechkin for for getting to goal 800 before Christmas. Uh, super happy about that. Um, Thank you to, uh, you know, I've made an appearance on the live show uh, uh, once. I've also been a member of the audience for pretty much every show for the last, you know, six, seven months since we, since they've been doing this, uh, this live show again. Uh, so thank you to, uh, to student of the game, Kyle Nash, to, you know, Matt, to, to Ernest for, for their fun uh, wittiness in on the live shows. Uh, but I uh, can't leave this show without, Saying thank you enough to uh, El Capitan, uh, the CEO and founder of Huddle Up Incorporated, uh, Big Jim. 
Um, he gave me an opportunity to uh, to have a fun little hockey show uh, because he he himself is a hockey fan, uh, also a Washington Capitals fan, like yours truly. Um, you know, he uh, he gave me the keys to the to the Ferrari and told me uh, just don't wreck it. And I've uh, I think I've done a pretty good job of not wrecking it. So couldn't do it without him. Uh, couldn't do it without those guys in the on the Tuesday Day Show, uh, getting ears, uh, more ears onto the hockey content here. So, you know, I can't do it without those guys. I couldn't do it without producer, uh, coordinator, uh, HMFC, uh, whatever you want to call him. Uh, Big Jim for doing all the stuff that he's done. Um, you know, tip of the cap to him for all the hard work. Uh, he's the one that I send this raw audio to. He puts the, uh, the intro music on, the outro music on. You know, I can't do it without him. So, Obvious kudos to uh, to Jim and and what he's been able to uh, to do for for not only myself but for all of us uh, Huddle Up Incorporated. So tip of the cap to him. Um, obviously, like I said, if you're not already, please follow uh, follow any of us on the major social media platforms: Facebook, TikTok, Twitter at uh, Huddle Up Pod. If you find the link tree, you can find the link. Like I said, to all of our merchandise as well as links to the guys' uh, Twitter accounts, uh, as well as the Facebook account, the YouTube, uh, and the Tiki Talk for the show. Uh, but that's all I got for this week, guys. Um, I appreciate you guys hanging out with me again for Five for Fighting. Uh, I hope all of you have a very, very Merry Christmas. I hope you have a Happy Hanukkah, uh, whatever ever the holidays you uh, believe in and you know you and your family observe. Uh, enjoy all of those. Enjoy family time. We'll be back next week for the final Five for Fighting of 2022 uh, as we look up to what's going to happen uh, with the show in 2023, uh, as well as talking about the uh, Winter Classic. So until then, uh, I'm Mikey B. I'm going to go serve my five in the box for fighting, and I will see you guys on next week's episode. Until then, stay safe and have a great rest of your week.